0: the idp show i'm your host josh Framer. joined in the soul shack tonight on my right adam markham on my left bobby reynolds gentlemen how are we this evening doing very well Josh. <laughs> how <Hell> are you <laughs> there's there bobby we said it on the last episode you can't <laughs> replicate this kind of manic energy
1: it's attempted by many and uh achieved by none
0: that's right Addie is back Fresh off of uh, paternity leave, we said uh, new baby in the house means more golf for Addy. Yes, right. Got us another. <laughs> best thing that ever happened to me. Tell us more. <laughs> Tell us more, Mr. Cliche Machine. Oh, it's the best, right? It's the best. You love him no things, don't you? It's just a blessing. We really put it all in perspective. It's a blessing.
2: <laughs> like we always said. It's great. We are tired. We're very tired, mm-hmm. but... Uh, Man, this one's great. I mean, not that the first one wasn't. It's just the first one we were scared to death. I think we were, you know, sure anxiety was high. Um, but we're we're chill. We're cool. We're we we've been there. You know, we know we, we kind of we know what to expect. Mm-hmm. You know, you can keep a baby alive. I think the baby senses that. So the baby's been super chill. Yeah, he's sleeping good. Um, it's been great. Mama did awesome. Uh, we love everyone. We're all in love. About, all, the endorphins yeah. are flowing, Bobby. What
1: about Simon? How, how's he taking it? He's been great.
2: Yeah. He's been awesome. He's been a big help. So Silas is five now. So you're always like, did we wait too long to have a kid? Well, nah. it's been kind of nice. I mean, we we let Sai have his time. You know, he he got all the attention for five years, and and uh, I think now you know he he was ready to be a big bro, and he can actually help us too. Like that's, he can go that's and grab stuff thing. for Matt, yeah. and uh, it's been good. It's been really good. I go back to work next next week, so we'll see. Mm. Uh, we'll see how that goes.
0: Did but, you have a week off? Was that the two weeks? I two take, weeks? Two, yeah, two nice. weeks. Yeah, blessed. hashtag blessed did you have to take your like vacation days yeah Yeah. of course yeah five years
1: is great i kind of thought the same there's three years between me and my brother and uh we were close just different you know he was into different things and i was out you know beating people up probably or hanging out with keith or chris shout out chris um but uh five years is fun man my little girl's 10 and uh bub will be uh five this year so I think five years is so the. You guys uh,
0: did the five year split too. It's kind of the oh, underrated nice. thing. I was just trying to be like Bob.
1: And you're right, oh, man. You they're they're helpful. The ten year old is like, hey, what can I do? Like I'm here to help. They're best buddies now. She's yep. almost like a mom to him, really. That's great. But uh, five years is awesome. How, yeah. how many more years do you have till uh, number two?
0: Uh, I'm gonna put sh- you into it. How How much longer do I have to live? Probably, <laughs> forty years. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, so, I don't think so, I don't think so. That would get me to 74. Yeah, that's probably pushing it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I think Connor and I were about four years apart. We're three years, eight months. Mm-hmm. And I think it just depends, right, on, like, if you're – Connor just happened to fall in with our group of friends, like, after he got out of college. It was always kind of Connor's weird. for his age. Yeah, I mean – he he loves to have a good time. He just sort of started hanging out with us one day, and we're just like, ah, I guess Connor's part of the group now. Okay, cool. So Once you
2: kind of get out of high school, you know, the age, age thing. Really yeah,
0: it becomes less important. It's just a number. <laughs> I'm feeling that number though, even without two kids. How many numbers is it?
2: 34? 34, yeah, thirty-four over here too. Wow, yeah. Yeah. wow, this is our Are
1: bar- you 35 Charles Thirty-five year I hit the thirty-five. Did last
0: Wow, oh, Kevin Durant year, yeah. Kevin Durant here. Jesus Is two. he still thirty five? I thought he changed his number. Uh, that's for Adam to know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I haven't had any idea, up, honestly. No, no clue. I
2: don't well, have time for it anymore.
0: <laughs> that's gonna <I> say the <laughs> finals, it looks like we're gonna get the Celtics versus the Warriors, so that should be a, a pretty nice little NBA finals.
2: I haven't Wish them both I well. Wish both teams well.
0: Good luck. Good luck to both teams How on, did, uh, uh their basketball endeavors. Steph's still out there shooting those threes. Oh, yeah. How did the Bucks get out? They uh, lost to the um, either the Celtics or the Heat. I don't know which one knocked them out. I Didn't think, it, they was, I think it, it was the Celtics. Yeah. yeah. They won it against the Suns. Is it Giannis all they have? No, they've got a pretty good team. Really? Yeah. I mean, but he's obviously like the mega superstar. I am unplugged. I, yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell you. I did watch, weirdly, I think I watched all seven games of the, or six games of the Bucks versus Suns last year, just randomly. I don't mm. know why. Mm. Um, yeah, it was a Frontiers, I remember. It that. was just a different, it was different, right? There was no LeBron. There was no, mm-hmm. like, Warriors. It was just a couple different teams. I the, couldn't even tell you the Warriors
1: who's back. Like, Clay, is he back? Clay's
0: yeah, back. He's back. Uh, staff Draymond. Draymond. Are, yeah. Durant, they got, Staff. Uh, still there? Durant's in
2: Brooklyn. Mm hmm. Cool. <laughs> Love the NBA, guys. Yeah, NBA, <laughs> NBA pod coming up.
0: Uh are excited about the finals. We're going to resurrect the Big Three Network and uh, get oh, an gosh. NBA pod going. Please that should be fun. Well, we're glad you guys are here. This is going to be episode number two for this week. Of course, on Tuesday, we had John Macri and Joy the Tooth talking uh, rookie edges. They're ranking the edges now. Hey, Check hey, that not, not enough D'Angelo Malone talk, if I you ask me. Say, <laughs> I knew Addy was going to be upset. The minute, I was seething. The minute seething. they did not I, mention. I kept, I kept going back and rewinding and just thinking I missed
2: something. No D'Angelo Malone.
0: Is this Brooklyn guy? I always try to place this guy geographically. We
2: missed last week. We're just trying to get a bunch of stuff in.
0: <laughs> just trying all the characters out that were just pin up over the past week. So this is episode number two for the week. We're going to be looking at post-draft IDP winners and losers. In the NFC, we did the AFC, Bobo and I did last week, so check that out if you haven't already. But this week, yeah, we're going to be looking at the NFC teams, and we're going to wrap up with a situation, boys, that became a lot more interesting given the Deion Jones news that broke that he will be out for the remainder of the offseason recovering from shoulder surgery. So we'll touch on that news when we get to the end of the winners and losers segment because... Mm-hmm. Funny enough, even before this news broke, they were our last entry there, the Atlanta Falcons linebackers. So, before that, gentlemen, we are going to continue with America's favorite game show, auction edition. It is time for... You did, you did. I can't do that. Like, I think I would legitimately have a heart attack. Bobo. Yeah. I think you'd be taking me out of here on a stretcher. I was, I was kind of disappointed last week. I figured you, you didn't
1: really even try
0: that. I hard. didn't go for it. I about yeah. shut
2: it off after that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I did. The, the, I was
0: close to shut. I it off. could feel the disappointment coming from Addy, like mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was a tough, it was a tough sitch. We, we, we did our best. I realized in yeah, that moment, good. I was like, I need to go back and clip. A who'd you get just mm. to have on the board in case Adams ever not here? It'd be or, helpful for me
2: too, honestly. As I'm getting yeah, older, yeah. yeah, there will be a day where I I probably fall over.
0: I thought <laughs> age was a number, though. It is, but it's going to get us all at some point, Josh. <laughs> it is. So we had our XFFL auction on Sunday. This was the first year we had actually moved it up from August to May. So we basically had our rookie draft and our auction about a week apart. And so we have an auction hall to talk. You guys through. And so, um, Bobo, you want to kick us off here? We're looking at all offense and defense. Sure. Uh, auction hall. Who'd you get? Kick us off, Bobo.
1: Yeah, mine's not uh, mine's not too crazy. I had a majority of my team filled out. But let's just go ahead and look at um, my quarterback, Malik Willis. Eee, that might have been a rookie draft. No, I did no, get him in the him. auction. You got
0: him in the auction. Uh, Tyler
1: Beatty running back there in Baltimore, who I think I got over you, Joshy. Um, That you did. Justin Ross, that's a little trade. Who'd you get? I got him after the auction, uh, but I'm going to throw him in here anyways. Jacob Martin, Jadavion Clowney was actually a trade. But then Robert Quinn, Marcus Golden, Leonard Floyd, Hassan Reddick, typical, typical guys here. Charles Harris, Leo Chennault. He was a pickup. Never mind. he was a waiver guy. And Bryce Hall, Darius Slay, and Jordan Fuller. So nobody really... uh, a couple of these guys are going to start. I'm kind of weak at DN two, so Clowney's got the start right now, and then just depending on, I know Jordan Fuller is technically on IR right now in RSO. Um, he's on he's on the, he's on the bench right now, but he he'll probably get subbed into the uh, to the active uh, roster here soon. But a bunch of linebackers is essentially what you're looking at.
0: Yeah, we should mention RSO league salary cap is 208.2 million. So yeah. Bobo, you went in with like. Sixteen mil? Dude,
1: I had like twelve.
0: Twelve mil to get like um probably what?
1: About twelve players. About twelve players. Yeah, I had not a lot of money to spend. So
0: you were a bit hamstrung because there were several teams in this auction that had upwards of forty to fifty million dollars in cap.
1: Yeah, Hassan Reddick actually got Emmanuel Ogba in uh in auction during a during a trade. And then Hassan Reddick was kind of my big spend. I think I spent like two million maybe on Reddick. Um but honestly, sometimes in these situations I kinda like not having a ton of money. Because then it, you're not going to look back and be like, "Gosh, that was a horrible contract." You know, it does kind of. And I'm, I'm, I'm like prone to kind of give out some some rough contracts in the auction. Um, kind of kept me from doing that. But essentially, what my what my thought process was: we're probably going to be an edge league here in the next year or maybe month. Who well, knows? Well, we're
0: going to be a league where we can change <laughs> positions. If a linebacker should yeah. be a D end, we can swap them. So that, um, that was kind of over to defensive end.
1: That's what I went into the draft thinking. I wanted a bunch of these Quinns, Goldens, Floyds, Reddicks, just for when that day comes because it'll it'll happen.
0: And according to a tweet we saw from RSO to one of our listener league commissioners, uh, Kent, RSO said that this feature may be available end of June. Mm-hmm. So if we get it this offseason, I'll be thrilled. Mm-hmm. Um but, yeah, that would basically give the commissioners the chance to change positional designations uh, as they see fit. Whatever mm-hmm. system they want to use to do that, they would be able to. So, uh, yeah, I like the Hassan Reddick. That was probably my favorite pick of yours. Malik Willis, low-key, nice pick because, mm-hmm. you know, the rushing floor there. What if What if the Titans just suck and suddenly Malik Willis is running for, like, 80 yards and a couple touchdowns and, yeah. like, Week 13 or something, you know?
1: Have y'all seen the Justin Ross hype videos? Oh, yeah, the one-handed oh, catch gosh. and all that, yeah. yeah. He's looking all right. I mean, why not? Yeah. Why
0: not throw that dart?
1: I mean, that's my other who you get. I did move Juju essentially for Justin Ross. There were some other pieces involved, but um, I don't know. I hope Ross can stay healthy. I was a fan of his back when he was a freshman at Clemson, and he set the world on fire. I think he had like a 1,600-yard season. All the college guys can correct me if that's completely – Incorrect.
0: No, I thought it was even
1: more than that, maybe. 1,600 yards in a season. Maybe, maybe it was more than that. I don't know. 2019, I know, is when it was. But yeah. anyways.
0: So, uh, all right, Addy, you uh, have some trades that you're inputting as well. So why don't I give my auction haul, and then we can uh, hit on yours to wrap things up. So I went into the auction with, uh <laughs> believe I needed to get 17 guys. I think I had 28 rostered. So it's a 45-man roster. So I had 17 guys to get. I think I had 73 million. So I had the most cap space going into the auction, but had a lot of players I had to get. So I actually had middle of the pack buying power in terms of play, money I could spend per player, but like to some of the guys I come, uh, came away with. So running back, this is definitely my weakest position overall. I had, um, Kareem Hunt and J.D. McKissick already rostered, uh, but picked up Jamal Williams, Mark Ingram, Rex Burkhead. So might try to pick up a, a running back at some point in the offseason. We'll see. Uh, probably my favorite pick of the draft, though, Allen Robinson for I want to say like $8.4 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a trick when you're doing an auction league and it's a nomination. You have to be smart with the nominations and how you choose to use those. But what I think Robinson benefited from was he was the First big wide receiver nominated. Mm-hmm. We had a lot, of, a lot of other guys in this auction that were also out there. Stephon Diggs was one. He went before Diggs? He was the first big wide receiver. I think he was like the second or third right. guy that You're was right. actually nominated. Mm-hmm. So he did not go for as much as what he normally might have because I think guys were saving their cash to be able to spend on other guys down the road. Mm-hmm. So uh, Allen Robinson, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and then Zach Ertz and Robert Tunyon. And then on the defensive side, went with Cameron Hayward and John Franklin Myers, who's tagged as a D-tackle in RSO. And then uh, D-end, D'Angelo Malone, the aforementioned at defensive end, Cameron Jordan and J.J. Watt. Linebacker Khalil Mack, Von Miller, Babo, same rationale as you, essentially, that it seems like these are two prime candidates to switch to defensive end.
1: Did you give them multi-year deals?
0: No, just one year. So, so you I would extend. I could extend, yeah. So we'll see how that goes down. But uh cornerback, JC Jackson, Xavier Howard, and then safety, Tracy Walker kind of rounds out my safety group. So it was kind of weird. I was looking back at my contract situation. So I have one double digit contract. It's mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett for twenty eight million. This is from the era of guy wide receivers getting like 25, 30, 35 million dollar contracts. We don't really live in that world anymore.
2: Well, unlock it with Russ. That's still that was a mash. Now we're about to be back in that world. Yeah, yeah. Justin Jefferson's gonna need to get paid. That is true. going to That be is getting true. Paid.
0: Um, so that was my one double digit I contract. Time. I have a What are you talking <laughs> about,
2: Josh? Wait a minute. Let's redo no, no, this. No, I'm all. just <laughs> saying
0: that guys, like guys in the auction. I don't think yeah, yeah, we live sure. in a world in where these, like, $35 million deals are getting handed out in the auction. I think the top one was Diggs for... $25. 22 3 23 something like that. So, um, he was my only double-digit contract, Tyler Lockett. I have a $10 million dead cap hit from Lev Bell's contract. Yeah. Which, hopefully... Crossing my fingers, Lev Bell officially announces that retirement <laughs> this offseason, so I can just drop that off my books no, entirely.
2: No, he's in the best shape of his life. <laughs> best
0: shape of his life, 100%. Um, and then that's it. I literally don't have another double-digit contract. So apparently at some point I became the uh, the budget guy. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest contract I gave out in this auction was Allen Robinson two-year deal for like $17 million over two years. Yeah. So um, anyways, yeah, that was my Who'd You Get auction haul.
1: How much uh, did you pay D'Angelo Malone?
0: He was actually—I think he's my second highest-paid defensive end. Because yeah. were we going after it on him? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. So he was like—you ended up paying. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it was like a four-year, six, seven million dollars. Yeah. Deal, so it was right?
0: like one point five million or something <laughs> yeah. per year. Nice. I was like, huh? I don't know. That's probably a little rich. I'm probably going to be regretting that. If- what did you pay? Well-
1: Tra- what'd you pay Tracy?
0: Tracy, I think, was a five hundred K. Yeah. My cornerbacks were 500. pretty much Khalil Mack, Von Miller, JC Jackson, Xavier Howard, and Tracy Walker. I think we're all five hundred K.
1: How long was Cam Jordan? How many years?
0: Uh just one. One year, nice. three million. Yeah. Me and Josh were battling back on a lot of guys. I wanted Cam Jordan pretty hard. Uh Chandler Jones, y'all But as I say, you got Chandler Jones. <laughs> I got Chandler Jones. But we went, that was my number one target going. I had four guys that I was like, all right, these are my top four targets. Didn't get a single one of them. Chandler Jones was literally number one, and mm. we battled. You can ask Sam and Zach. They were both here for the auction, and I was like, I don't care what the number is. We're going to keep going. And then we got to a number, and I was like, all right, I think I'm done. That's good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, nah, I do like the A-Rod pick. That was probably my favorite pick in the draft. He was too yeah. cheap compared – like, you want a Rob for eight mil, or do you want Diggs for 25? Yeah. G- give me the Super Bowl-winning quarterback. Matt uh, Stafford. Yeah, Matt Stafford. That's, that's, nice. that's So no, double boners. Yeah, heck yeah.
0: So, uh, and then MVS, I think that's a nice little dart throw there. Could end up being Kansas City's number one wide receiver.
1: Scott Moore's mean. already dealing with a little uh, soft tissue.
0: Thing. Yeah, Juju, Sky Moore, MVS, I think those are the guys that are going to be in the mix there for that. Yeah, you know, Justin Ross. Justin Correct Ross, yourself, if, if his neck is okay. Correct See if yourself. he can take a hit first. Yeah, no, exactly. You'll be fine. Without being Jason Street and <laughs> paralyzed. All right. So, all right, Addy, hit us with your auction hall and we'll talk through the Chandler Jones debacle. Okay, so I had
2: $28 million in cap going into the auction um, and I had about 10 players to get. So before the before the auction I made it, me and Macri made a trade. He was trying to dump some cap. I kind of similar thought to you boys. I wanted to get one of these linebackers that's gonna eventually be a defensive end. So I got Zadarius Smith who's on a two year deal. He immediately went to IR for me because yep. I don't I don't have much need for the the OLBs in, in the linebacker spot. Um but yeah, he he's someone that I'm gonna be excited to have in twenty twenty three. Uh but it was Zadarius Smith and Adrian Amos for a fifth round pick. Um, again, I think I had to pick up like four or five million in cap, but Mm. whatever. Um, so anyway, then the auction happened. Uh, I had my big get of the auction was probably Devondre Campbell. Um, I got him. I wasn't really going into the auction thinking that I was going to get one of these big linebackers.
0: Those two, Devondre Campbell, Chandler Jones, those were the prizes of the auction, at least on defense, defense. in, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. So I was, I was, um, the way my team set up, I mean really I was I needed to get the defense kind of figured out and solidified and I think I did a really good job with that. So I so got Devondre Campbell um at linebacker. My next big get was Chandler Jones, like Josh mentioned, I think I gave him like a four year, forty million dollar deal. Um but I, I needed a event like my other guy was Gross Matos and um Ebiketti.
0: Yeah, so I had quitty pay and like I said, I ended up cutting Uh, Eric Armstead after our rookie draft. So that's, I had pay and that was it. And so I was like, all right, I need to come away with some. uh, Now, I had the rookie draft, so I had Sam Williams and Jermaine Johnson, but I'm not going to be exactly counting on these guys uh, year one. It'd be nice if they did contribute. So I was like, all right, Chandler Jones, you're defensive end now? Because I think he was an LB last year. was. the switch to defensive end with the Raiders was nice. And so, yeah, I was thinking along the same lines of like, all right, defensive end we got to get this thing sorted
2: yeah and even though he's what 32 33 i don't care they gave him a fat deal he can still be elite for another three four years whatever we'll 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 pay that all day um so chandler jones devonder campbell then i got jordan poyer Mm -hmm. um harrison smith was also another guy that i I was really happy to get Uh, i got jordan whitehead logan ryan who were your safeties going into this um, I had Jaquan Brisker, which we'll get to him, and then I had Jamal Adams and Ashton Davis. Okay, so, so you I, had some I, safeties. I did, but I did want to get that that figured out. So mm-hmm. I mean, I think I I think I might have the best safeties in the league. Now. I was going to say
0: mm-hmm. Harrison Smith and Jordan Poyer were my I think number one and number two auction safeties that were yep. available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I
2: didn't have to give much at all for, for Harrison Smith. I think people were kind of worried about the age. He's also aging, but again, these safeties they have they have long. Uh, long dynasty careers. He can he can still be very productive into his mid thirties. Both these guys, Poyer and Smith, honestly. Um, uh, then on offense, I got uh, Dearness Johnson, Deontay Harris, Julio Jones. I, I got him on a minimum deal. I mean, he's going to sign somewhere. His value is going to go up. I could see him signing in Tampa Bay. Come on, Indy. Uh, Indy, would give be me nice Indy, too. please. I'd love that. Um, but I think he'll be a sneaky play. He he can still bring it. You know,
0: on, on certain weeks, I think uh, I got Rob Gronkowski. I love that it's written in the docs, Rob Gronk. There's just a weird, <laughs> that's a different person. Rob Gronk is like his wrestling personality or something. I feel like,
2: yeah, uh, happy to have Rob Gronk back. Um, he joins Darren Waller and Evan Ingram. Um, I also got Javon Hargrave off waivers. Was thrilled about that. Mm-hmm. Josie Jewell, Michael Walker, uh, Michael Walker, both those guys were waiver ads. Um, and so because of, because of kind of my new safety depth, um, if you guys remember, I did draft Jaquan Brisker within the rookie draft. Um, I kind of thought he was expendable. So I traded away Brisker for Chad Muma, a guy that I've, I've had hard eyes for mm-hmm. in a 2023 20, third. Um, what are you boys saying about that?
0: So here's the thing. I like this trade for both sides. I don't know that I wouldn't have done Brisker for Muma just straight up. So the fact that, because here's the thing, I realize Muma is probably, like we said, a two-year hold, mm-hmm. but linebackers so much more valuable than safety, even a great safety prospect like Brisker in a plum situation. And just doing a little reading, I'm not, that. that feels like one of those situations we're going to look back at the end of the year and say, we thought we had the Jacksonville linebackers all figured out. And Muma was the guy you wanted all along. So I think there is upside for Muma that maybe we're not seeing right now here on May 26th. Though so the fact you got a 2023 third thrown in, that's probably another great Jaquan Brisker. Exactly right. Waiting to be picked in next year's draft. At a better draft class, there should be more IDPs falling down
2: the board because there's better offense. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think I can get probably an even better IDP prospect next year in that third round if I want him. Um, but either way, I mean, at, at safety is. Again, we know that's a very replaceable position, uh, and yeah, Muma is one of those guys. Even if it doesn't work out for him this year, his time will come because mm-hmm. he is that good. He's gonna yep. be he's gonna be extremely productive for us one of these days. It's just how patient are you willing to be? And, and you, my, don't if I don't you don't need him. you don't right need now,
1: him. Then just stash him. We talked about him a lot last pod, didn't we? Yeah, talk about Muma.
2: Yes, and even so, I mean, even if he, you know. Even if he is going to have to be that Because he was one of the losers. There, yeah. Yeah. If he's going to be that third linebacker there, I mean, who cares? You, yeah. you, you're you're one a, injury away. Yeah. You're
0: a, an injury away from having and a linebacker Foye's two, linebacker three. So not like, exactly the, you know, bastion of health.
1: And it's a lot different than wasting a roster spot on a guy like Willie Gay or mm-hmm. Nick Kwiatkowski. You know, we know what those guys are at this point. With Chad Muma, I mean, oh my gosh. I, I talked about it a little bit on the last spot. I love Chad Muma. You know, you're comping a guy to the same college that he came out of, Wyoming, comping him to um, Logan Wilson there in Cincinnati. Oh, my gosh. What's not to like about the guy? But I agree. And the other thing that I like about that trade is the pick that's kind of just like, hey, I'll pitch this into. People are not thinking about the 2023 draft right now. All they're thinking about is their team for 2022. So. If you could do a move like this and get somebody just to kind of pitch you in and so, uh, a yeah. little pick for next year,
2: I'm using the draft capital. So the 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 mm-hmm. draft we just came from, the rookie draft. I took Brisker with the 402. He took Muma with one of well, for the fifth round pick. Right, mm-hmm. he lasted way too long. He got him for the fifth. But so at that point, you're like, hey, whatever. Yeah, he, I, he, I can get him. I wanted to get Troy Anderson. Mm-hmm. So that was that was what I said. I, I like Troy Anderson and and Chad Muma. I knew he wasn't going to give me Anderson. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone loves Anderson right now. Yeah. Everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm okay to get Mooma because
0: I was able to get extra stuff on top of it. Yeah, Mooma's day will come. You want, you guys want me to read this defense
2: now? I just, I, I, I'm, Please. I'm, I'm hype about it. Muma yeah, could, let's
0: let's read our defenses now sure. that we've actually had the
2: auction in yeah. the rookie draft. People want to know what kind of we're looking, looking they at. They
0: want to know we're, what we're working with sure. beneath the hood. Sure. It ain't much. <laughs> All right, so uh, it it's is disa- for me. It is disappointing.
2: <laughs> All right, so defensive tackle, Chris Jones, let's go. Uh, defensive end, Chandler Jones, uh, Gross matose. Oh, Yeats? Oh, Yeats. We're going to talk about Yeats tonight. Mm. Little tease. My mm. uh, three linebackers right now, Fred Warner, Devondre Campbell, Zayvon Collins. Yum, yum, yum. Uh, Legereus Sneed, Kenny Moore at corner, Jamal Adams, Jordan Poyer, um, and then the flex I have, uh, we can go Deion Jones. We can go um, DeMario Davis. Uh, we can go Tranquil. We can go... Um, the, tra- the tranquilizer. We can do. We can do a <laughs> lot of things here.
0: I love that. But yeah, we're we're excited about the defense. Defense is looking hot. I'll give you mine. Cam Hayward at defensive tackle. Jordan Cameron and Quitty Pay at defensive end. Devin White, Bobby O'Carryk, and Matt Milano at LB. Zaven Howard, J.C. Jackson at corner. Javon Holland and Antoine Winfield at safety. And then J.J. Watt in the flex. Just some guys that I could rotate in there as well. Uh, A.J. Johnson, we mentioned, we think he's going to land with the team. I would love to see him somewhere like Detroit, you know, somewhere that's just totally devoid of linebacker talent. Um, We could also uh, add in Tracy Walker, Jonathan Abram, Marcus May. We're hoping maybe some things pop off with Jermaine Johnson or Sam Williams at defensive end. And then we have John Franklin Myers backing up old Cam Hayward at defensive tackle, Bobbo.
1: I love that. Yeah, so uh, defensive tackle Aaron Donald. Defensive ends, Emmanuel Agba. <clears throat> Josh. do cry.
0: It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's touching.
1: Uh, Aaron Donald again. <clears throat> Excuse me. Please play football this year. I was going to say, are you worried at all <laughs> about Donald? I'm not worried. I think all that stuff is already settled. I think that...
0: They're going to get a new contract worked out with Donald, right? <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's going to be sort of like his return to the team. It's going to be like, hey, Aaron Donald's got like a new four-year deal. I think it's one of those things
1: where... And I don't know. I'm not smart enough. I'm not in the NFL, but... I think it could be one of those date things where it's like they might already have these things with like Cup and Donald figured out, um, but you're not going to hear about it until after like June 1st or something. Uh, there might be some type of cap implication, but yeah, AD I think he'll play again for this year. I think you've got a couple more years out of AD uh, Emmanuel Ogba, Josh Allen there defensive end for Jacksonville. Linebackers are all kind of substitutionary. I mean, I can I, I got a lot of different ones that can kind of come in and out, but right now I got Hassan Reddick, Isaiah Simmons, and Nick Bolton. Uh, cornerbacks, whatever, uh, safeties, Jordan Fuller, Von Bell. And then down here in my flex, I do have Aziz Ojalari. So here we go, um, what, what's your thoughts about this too? I picked up Leo Chanel. He wasn't drafted or, uh, I mean, I think as far we, we just answered this in the, uh, IDP draft kit, the, uh, uh, kind of, if you're new to IDP, this mm-hmm. is kind of a uh, introductory question that you might have. Is it, is it healthy we to handcuff, handcuff people? Handcuff. And I think that's a perfect situation where you have Nick Bolton, Kansas City linebackers are going to be maddening but Moulton was he 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 shined last year a little bit. Let's just say that they choose not to use him maybe as much. Maybe they choose to use Shanahl. Maybe, Chenille. maybe Chenille, I could see that being yeah. maybe an okay
0: handcuff. I said I want to see with the handcuff situation, Addie. And make sure you uh pre-order it, the IDP draft kit, mm-hmm. the idpdraftkit.com 20 bucks goes live June 1st. That was the handcuff answer, Addie. Was essentially if I'm going to do it I'm going to look for murky, ambiguous situations like a Aziz, Al Shair, Dre Greenlaw type of thing. Uh, I'm not going to spend up to take both those guys, but if they fall, sure, I don't mind having both those guys on the roster because I think that's going to resolve itself pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and I'm going to find out pretty quickly, oh, this guy is the one I want to have, and then I can jettison the other one. And use that roster spot on someone else. Yeah, and I know, you know,
2: they, they mainly just play one linebacker there, right? They play a lot of dime. Mm-hmm. So, that's annoying. That's probably not good for Chennault's short-term outlook. But if Kansas City sucks, they're going to do some, they're going to change. Yeah. They're going to do some changes there. I mean, that, you know, these defensive coordinators aren't there forever. It's so. amazing
0: that Spags still has a job.
2: He, there's a good chance he's going to be gone.
0: I, I can't. I can't believe it hasn't happened yet.
2: Yeah. So I mean, this could easily change. They could easily start, you know, trotting out Bolton and Chenault both whenever they get someone new in there. I mean,
1: that's a good thought because if you look at it, Frank Clark, that deal has not worked out. He's yeah. been terrible. You know, they've tried Melvin Ingram there. They brought in Justin Houston. None of the linebackers have really paid out. I think Nick Bolton played well. I think even Willie Gay played well at times. Just not great for IDP. But then none of these DBs are really sticking either. Dirty Dan, one Thornhill.
2: Just lost Honey Badger. Whatever. Leader of the Honey defense. Badger
1: gone. That's a good point, Eddie.
2: I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think, I do think this this game stuff is always useful, but I think everyone needs to also keep in mind that stuff can change just as easy as anything else. That's
1: another hot techie thing, I think, for this year is that Kansas City could kind of struggle.
0: Mm-hmm. They could be fourth in that division.
1: Daryl Williams is gone. So now they got Rojo and CEH. Are you really putting a lot of trust in that running game? Nope. Um, and now you're rolling out. The only person that Patrick's going to be familiar with is going to be Kelsey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Mecole. You got Mecole still there. Oh, wow. I'd rather not be
0: familiar with Mecole. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather that familiarity go somewhere else. Did y'all
2: see the CEH news about him? He
0: lost, like, yes. he was down to 160 pounds. I think I mentioned this. I was trying to remember what it was. I was telling oh, Sam and Zach at the yeah. auction. I was like, something happened to CEH. And, yeah, it was a gallbladder thing. Got down to 160. Yeah, this, that last off season. Yeah, so. like that is... That is that's tiny because yeah. most running backs probably play between like two hundred two twenty five somewhere in that what range. He
2: he's usually probably got two hundred games. Yeah, that's that's back.
0: forty to sixty pounds. This guy lost. Yeah, like, I did, that's significant.
1: I did love the uh, picture of the rookies in their jerseys uh, from this last weekend, and I thought Sky Moore was a DB twenty
0: four man. <laughs> that's weird. I, you you yeah. got like this dude's undraftable now. Yeah, he's, like he's he's off the I board. Didn't know I wish I would have known that before I took him in a lot of spots. Yeah, but
1: I will say the Kyle Hamilton hype is up there though. Like, yeah. from what I'm kind of already hearing about, it's like, yeah, I think he might be that guy.
0: Yeah, he's going to be that guy. Yeah. He's going to be that guy, pal. And that's another question that we were talking about this morning, Addy, was with Dynasty rankings. I think I was having this conversation with John. It was that Dynasty rankings compared to Redraft, Redraft is primarily who do you, who do you see projected production from this coming season, right? Mm-hmm. Dynasty is a little bit of that, but it's a lot equally about value and a lot of that is perceived value Mm -hmm. and so sometimes when you're creating these dynasty ranks you're pushing guys up even if it's artificial in your mind based on how they're viewed by the public right so that's where you start to see and another difference with dynasty as well is you have to look down the road and consider all the possibilities, not just what you see right now. Yes, Leo Chenal may be in a bad situation with Steve Spagnolo. That could change this year. Spagnolo could get fired. Muma is in an, a not great situation right now. Mm-hmm. What if there's an injury? What if he's just better than Foyer Aluacan? And Peterson's like, I don't care. I'm starting Muma alongside Devin Lloyd. Um, you just never know right and so dynasty you have to bake in a little bit of kind of the unknown and the uncertainty of what could happen in the future yeah 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 it's it's that's exactly it that's what makes dynasty fun is it is a little bit you have to sort of like stake your you know plant your flag a little bit of like i t- i'm taking this guy because i see all possible outcomes yeah. for him and also you don't want to just
2: be trying to swing for singles right i mean yes exactly th- th- we we want difference makers week to week. And so to get those, you have to sometimes be willing to take some chances, mm-hmm. right? Because, I mean, we can find the singles. I can find those all day long. I'm not interested in those. Yeah, that's called those. waivers. Yeah, we can do that. We're not looking for that. A lot of people don't, don't get what we're doing here. Well, and do you want to have fun
0: playing fantasy? Because I do. Yeah. I want to have the guys that are exciting to roster. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing this as an exercise that's like similar to doing my taxes where it's just like plug the numbers in and just make it all safe and sound and boxed in and perfect. No, No, I'm swinging.
2: I want the dudes that are going to throw makers every week that you can't, that you can't deal with. Mm. You don't have your, you got your 10 point per game
0: guy. You can't, you can't mess with me. I'm going Bobby. I'm going Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Mm. summer of 98 or whatever it was. Please. Dingers left and right. Less steroids back in baseball,
1: cork the balls, cork the bats. Give yes, them sir. metal
0: bats. I don't freaking care. We want them
1: dingers,
2: baby. Yeah. Can you
0: imagine a metal bat with steroids? Oh, That's an 800-foot home run. Yeah. Fans are dying yeah. every day. Just hit it across the Pacific, not even in the bag. Uh, another fan carried off in a body <laughs> bag after... <laughs> A home run ball decapitated him more at 11. Oh,
1: man. Good So, times.
0: baseball talk. We've hit on all the sports. Y'all want to talk yeah. hockey? Love sports. Nah, we're yeah. good. We're big sports yeah, guys here. Good. So, that was Who'd You Get? Auction style. We're going to take a quick break to hear from some of our friends. And when we come back, we'll be talking winners and losers post-draft IDP for the NFC. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. I got a pee-pee. What's up, everybody? Josh here with the IDP Show. Now, if you've been listening to our show for any amount of time, you've probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the powerful fantasy sports platform where league members get to build and manage their fantasy team like an NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? It's time to see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is about, and the IDP Show is making it happen for listeners. We've partnered up with RSO to offer new members 10% off Off their annual site fee. Just use promo code IDPSHOW after your 14 day trial is complete. So, what are you waiting for? With RSO, you have free agency, multi year contracts, a rookie draft, multi team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality. And much, much more. Like we said, it's the closest thing you can get to being an NFL general manager. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Just remember to use the promo code IDPSHOW to get 10% off the site fee. Again, that's promo code IDPSHOW to get 10% off the site fee for your leagues in 2022. Fantasy just got real with Reality Sports Online. All right, welcome back to the IDP show. That of course was Sugar Daisy. Addie, we should say in your absence on paternity leave, you um you were doing work. You were getting us a new musical act potentially, doing work behind the scenes. You you're kind of our music plug. Right. And you've been you've been uh, in the DMs of a an a up and coming artist that we may get on the show here. Sure, soon. sure, sure. Right? Unreal eye for talent. Also unreal ear.
2: So you will be hearing some new music on the pod soon. I'm so glad I brought this up
0: <laughs> so that we could get yet another character there.
1: I just grasped the uh, unreal eye and unreal ear. Unreal ear.
0: Beautiful mind. Bring it around. And cool. a beautiful mind. Cool. Cool. Is there any body part of yours that just doesn't work? Mm. Total package. Total package. Everything firing
2: on all cylinders. So your nose is fine. Unreal cool.
0: Unreal sniffer. Unreal sniffer. That is true, Bobby. I've always thought Adam did have an unreal scenario. Actually, def-
2: it's not true. It's kind of a deviator septum. Like, we definitely didn't have this uh, energy last week.
0: Yeah, we were, you know, just trying to sure. get the episode out. I will uh, say, it was. I kind of enjoyed it not to have to deal with my bullshit, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. The train was much smoother yeah. down the track spot. Get, get
2: the blank. Freak out of here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Let's get out of here in like an hour and 20, not an hour and 54. That's just 30 minutes of nonsense. Oh, man. So, we got a good seg for y'all. IDP winners and losers post-draft. We're looking at the NFC... Yes, Bobby
1: and Azizo gelari who was quickly deleted last week. I know. I after
0: Aaron did such hard work, Aaron, we love
1: you. But Arn we Arn realized put both
0: AFC and <laughs> NFC in the dock, and I'm trying to like monologue yeah. and delete all the NFC players out of there. Yeah, and thankfully we still had enough to do the seg,
1: Aaron's the best though. This uh, this prep work is uh, a number one,
0: a plus. So let's just kick things off, Bobby. Our first. Winner from the NFC comes from the New York Giants, and it's the aforementioned Aziz Ojalari. What we got here? You gotta love
1: it. Aziz here, 2021 stats. He had 41, uh, 42 pressures, eight sacks, nine point nine percent pass rush win rate, a fifty-eight point three overall grade, a fifty-six point nine pass rush grade, and that's on a sixty-seven percent snap count. He saw nine point three points per game. Uh, however, he did only see four point nine two points per game in his last three games. So,
0: um, I think this is looking at the notes here. This seems like from Aaron, and I I agree, a rising tide lifts all boats situation with Kayvon Thibodeau coming in.
1: Yeah, you know uh, the eight sacks was pretty uh, pretty surprising there for Ojolari. because I mean I mean I give you I'll give it to you nine point three points per game isn't the most a fifty eight point three overall grade is not the best of PFF grades. Um, but eight sacks is impressive. Getting home with, I mean, who did he have there to help him? Essentially, Leonard Williams and uh, Quincy Roche. I mean, not Lorenzo a ton. Lorenzo Carter. Yeah, not a ton of guys there to help last year. But, man, Thibs, ONFT is going to help a lot. ONFT? ONFT.
0: Are we sure Kayvon Thibodeau is not? Is he an NFT? It's possible. Is he not. real? Have we seen him yet? I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him on the field yet, so yeah, we I can't we can't make any assumptions. Um, I, I did like the stat that Aaron put in here that uh, Aziz Ojalari double teamed on twenty point nine percent of his snaps. That should go down with Kayvon Thibodeau. That that I think it gets lost sometimes when you say bringing in another top tier guy is going to help the guy that's already there. Yeah. It's stuff like this. You have to assume now that this number is probably going to go down. He's not going to face a double team on one-fifth of his pass rush snaps now. Mm -hmm. So, And we should hopefully see a a bump in snaps as well, 67% of snaps. That's not bad for a rookie, but I would expect that to go up in year two.
1: Yeah, I like Ojolari. I think uh, he was one of the guys that got moved from uh, linebacker to maybe D-end in RSO um, over the offseason, so I think that's a big bump for him, but... Yeah, I mean I own him, so I've I've got the rose colored glasses. But uh, I like him.
2: What do you think, Addy? Yeah, I think you should be very happy if if you uh, drafted Ojulari last year. He had Five games under ten points, five games over ten points.
0: Um, that's pretty nice. I mean that feels solid. like a solid rookie season.
2: Yeah, yeah. So um, he did touch. He he went over twenty points once. He went over thirty points once. So yeah, he has that. He has that ceiling potential. Yeah, yep. sure. Um. Yeah, I, I think I think things are gonna definitely improve for Mr. Ojolari in year two.
1: Because I think we still have Jalen Phillips above uh Ojolari and I agree with that. Ojolari or Owe right now?
2: All those guys are so tough, right? Yeah. Even like Widdy stu- Pay could I, have a good year. I, I like Rousseau I too. I mean yeah, you know, yeah. This the thing with Rousseau is like the uh is he gonna get the volume that the other guys get, but mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the answer is yes. Year two is going to be huge for, you know, kind of the how we shake these guys out. I
1: stuff. think Russo could be a surprise um, by week five, and you're like, wow, he's seeing a lot mm-hmm. more snap percentage than we thought he was going to.
2: And honestly, it's probably, it's, it's, with these edge rushers, it's a five year deal. You oh, know? yeah. like, Who knows? Yes. Who knows what they look like in five years? I mean, it we'll could...
0: have a better idea after year two, but I still don't think we'll have the full picture. Yeah. I think there's story left to be written here for these guys.
2: O'Jalari or Owe?
0: I'd probably go slight nod to Owe. It's slight though. Mm, probably Oway as well.
1: Okay, Ojolari or Pay. Pei.
0: Pay's probably I would go Phillips one. You have Pay two. Pay two. Owe wow. three. Ozulari four. Russo okay. uh five.
1: Not the same question for you. The question for you is do you have Russo over any of these guys?
2: Okay, actually, I'm looking at my ranks right now. Oh. I was gonna say, yeah, check out the. Ivy. I have Odell Russo, Owe, Pay. Literally all oh. back to back. So like, you have Russo pretty high. Yeah, I've got them all as top twenty-two edge guys, mm-hmm.
0: which makes sense. Yeah. They all should be right. Yeah, I mean, this was a this. I will say, listening to John and Joey, this was another nice edge class. Like I think we could be seeing a real sort of next generation of edge rushers coming in between the class that we just saw uh and then you have kind of the elder statesmen of this class with like your Brian Burns mm-hmm. and um you know the the Bosa's mm-hmm. and um Chase Young and then you add in all these guys from this 2021 class you add in a really strong 2022 class maybe not as like top heavy with talent you've got the top 2 guys but You know, three through eight, really, really solid for this 2022 class.
1: And I will say as a pod, I feel like we've probably gravitated more to the mean in the last year or so because there was probably a time in the big three world where we probably hyped these younger guys too much. And I do like that we have regressed a little bit and said, you know what, pay attention to Chandler Jones because if you're in a win now situation, you know, or even for the next couple of years, as Adam's already said tonight, you know, this guy's still going to be good. Josh just went out and got Cam Jordan on a you know two-year deal in RSO. Um, the young guys are fun. They're unpredictable. There's less known. You can throw more darts, which is kind of what I think Adam was saying with Chad Muma. I mean, we're going to show you the darts to throw, and I think the more active you are and the more darts that you can throw, sure, you might miss on some of them, but if you don't have a lot invested in your darts – and then when one hits, yeah, man, it pays thing. so yeah. much dividends. But I will say that we have kind of gravitated a little bit to the other side to where it's like, okay, have fun with these young guys, but we don't forget the, the Chandler Jones. Yes. Yes. We respect the vets.
0: Jordan Poyer. We did get yeah. stars in our eyes there for a little bit with the young guys, but we've, we have come back around on these vets uh, having longevity that maybe we didn't yeah. see originally, that's right? That's what
2: it is, right? We know that these, these, these guys age really well. Yes. yes. They can be... Still elite and well into their thirties. And so, you know, you gotta account for that in dynasty ranks.
1: I think it's by vet season right now, too. Everybody's gonna be all hype on these rookies and people are gonna forget about all the little clips coming
0: out on social
2: media. I mean, I don't really want to figure it out sometimes. Like these guys are there we have these these sexy little IDP names every single year. If I can get value and cash out for them immediately and still continue to like that deal – if I can do stuff like that, yep, I'm going to do that. Yep. Pick up a future pick and a guy mm-hmm. that you know is a nice long term lottery ticket. Yep, everyone's hyped about Brisker. There's stuff coming out. There's all nice reports. He's looking great. He's for some fumbles.
0: I don't care. Yeah. It's what about camp. the name being close to brisket? Though. I do like that. That had that. to give I you. Do pause. Like like, I do like it. It made my mouth water. I do. I will. I do miss, like it. Uh, I won't. Maybe you'd be less hungry though, looking at your roster. Sure. sure so that's a plus. Sure. Let's move to the loser side, and this guy was. Already kind of a loser because I don't know how much relevance we were going to expect out of Chris Barnes, the linebacker there for Green Bay. 81 total tackles, four TFLs, two fumble recoveries, four pass breakups, and a sack last year on 52% of snaps, averaged 8.2 points per game. Of course, Addy, as you know, they have Devondre Campbell there and drafted the first linebacker off the board in the NFL draft in Quay Quack Walker. So, if... If uh, Chris Barnes hadn't driven the stake through his own heart with his poor play in 2021, the Quay Walker pick did it for him in 2022. Eddie. yeah,
2: Chris Barnes, thank you for your service. Yes, mm-hmm. God's watch is over. Yeah, like
0: <laughs> if uh, if you want to get cut and wind up on the Texans, maybe you'll yeah. have a nice little resurgence. But but you know. If there shouldn't be
2: too many people out there crying about Chris Barnes. This was an undrafted guy. We we all knew this was going to happen. This is what happened with the undrafted guys. You know They don't normally stick around on teams. Maybe they have moments here and there, but um, yeah, they're probably going to fizzle out, and uh, there's a reason why they were undrafted. Mm-hmm. It does work out every once in a while, right? But for right, so the most part, if you can sell someone that was undrafted, like Chris Barnes had a little bit of a value blip probably for a little bit last year, right? You should have sold his ass. Same thing with like Aziz uh, Alshier right now. Most yeah. people. sell his ass. A lot
0: of people wanted Chris Barnes over Devondre Campbell because mm-hmm. Campbell's exactly like. Exactly right. Yeah. Oh, Campbell. Like, yeah, you remember him? This. Yeah. We're so tired of this. Barnes is
2: young. Yeah. He, he, had, he had a great was, end of the season and he had 2020. a ton of tackles and yeah, yeah eight games. It's, yeah. We don't care.
0: It's a tough needle to thread with the undrafted free agent types that come on and have relevance, Bobo.
2: The things that you say, Josh,
1: at 11 o'clock at night, just baffle me. It's a tough needle to thread. There's Seems a lot really of caffeine. Good. There's a lot of caffeine
0: oh, in, my this, in this beverage. Just the best,
2: best in the business. You're cheating. So be drinking beer like me, saying that's dumb right. stuff. <laughs>
0: just getting dumber as the episode goes on, damn it. All right, let's go with another New York Giant. As a winner, Xavier McKinney had 93 total tackles, one TFL, five INTs, and 10 pass breakups. On 97% of snaps, averaged 10.9 points per game. I think this is sort of an addition by subtraction situation, right? You have Jabril Peppers. Now Peppers be hot in New England. You have Logan Ryan is gone. Kayvon Thibodeau should be there to help with the pass rushing to, you know, hopefully give these DBs maybe a little more time to make some plays. So really the only competition there, Addy, is one of your longtime man crushes, Julian Love. But other than that, this Giants secondary, at least the safety position, has thinned out considerably. So for Xavier McKinney, wheels up addition by subtraction.
2: Yeah, we'll see how the usage looks for him. He was a guy that, so if you look at like his rookie year, I'm pretty sure he played a lot more box Closer to the line of scrimmage snaps than he did last year. Last year he was like primarily a deep safety. Uh, Just played a ton of of free safety. I think he was like 70 to 80%. I have that somewhere on here. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Xavier McKinney, one of these guys that I was really excited about last year, he still was really good uh, if you look at finish. um, But he had a lot of splash games. He wasn't really what we are looking for week to week. Maybe that usage changes a little bit this year with I mean, we like you mentioned all these guys that have left town. Uh there's gonna be some 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 differences and some changes. So um we'll see what it looks like. I mean, I, I think if if McKinney gets box snaps, yeah, you're looking at a, probably a top six safety.
0: Yeah, this is a note here from Arn before last year, so 2020, the other presumed starting safety, Julian Love, was predominantly a deep safety himself. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at how might the split shake out? You have evidence to suggest that it might be Julian Love in the deep, deep safety role there rather than um, Xavier McKinney, who did it more last year.
2: And we like Julian Love, too. Yeah, he's yep. someone that definitely should, you know, you should be adding out there because, uh, yeah, he's going to have probably the biggest opportunity of his career. And he's always been kind of solid, very versatile player, can do a lot of different things, plays slot, corner, um, deep, can play, you know, strong. He, he can just do a lot of different things. So, uh yeah, both those those safeties are, are gonna maybe be pretty good for
0: IDP this year. Love that. Thank you. Mm, so so sweet. Great. Bobo, what do you think about Xavier? What's your temperature on Xavier? Hmm. It's weird to say Xavier. You have to say Xavier McKinney, X. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. X He's, McKay. Seventy eight point
1: four uh, percent coverage grade is pretty cool. He had four hundred and fifty nine run defense snaps last year and 671 coverage snaps, so that's that's right what Adam was talking about. He, he was primarily playing a little bit deeper. Only had four pass rush snaps last year, which you don't love to see. You kind of really want to see an increase in that. But um, I agree. I think exactly what you started off with, Josh, this is addition by subtraction. Peppers being gone, which I didn't really even think Peppers was that good. Um, last year, did he play much last year? Um, but, yeah, McKinney... He got hurt, I think. McKinney should be fun, and we also shouldn't go ahead and peg Blake Martinez as like back, you know, mm-hmm. an ACL at his age. I mean, he's pushing thirty. I, I hope he'll be fine for ADP, but it's a little bit older to be coming back from an ACL, and uh,
2: he's never been that good, yeah, yeah, PFF
0: wise, you know, grade wise, really either. Yeah, Jabril Peppers only played in six games last season.
1: Mm. Okay, he must have got hurted. Or- done something.
2: I do have the alignment data. Oh yes. There you go. So yeah, it was, it definitely changed. So, uh, in 2021, Xavier McKinney played 28% of his snaps, uh, on the line in the box or in the slot. So that's not a lot playing deep. Um, what was that like 70% of the time? Yep. Um, 72%. Yep. And then 2020, he played 61% on the line in the box in the slot. Now, of course he didn't get a lot of action because he was hurt for most of the year, but still that's quite different. The so his
0: sweet spot, usage basically flipped pretty
2: much. So from year one to year two. So there's a lot of unknown with him. If someone's trying to tell you that they know exactly what he's going to do based on last year, I wouldn't believe that. Um, I think we're going to see, we're going
0: to see some changes. Yeah. New coaching staff mm-hmm. could be uh, a good time to maybe scoop both these guys up and yeah. see which one gets the uh, box, exactly. the, you know, the sweet spot snaps. So, second loser here is uh, continuing the linebacker theme. TJ Edwards, little IDP darling, kind of late dart throw in a lot of your drafts. Good late linebacker target if you decided to punt the position. 129 total tackles, five TFLs, a fumble recovery, five pass breakups, and a sack. Graded fairly well, 75.5 overall. Only played 64% of the snaps last year, but... Did average 11.7 points per game, including 15.5 points per game in his last three games. So he was a waiver wire darling to close out the season, locked down the starting role from week nine onward, and never looked back and played well. While doing it, so why is he a loser, you ask? Because they add Kaiser White, who had a breakout season of his own in 2021 for the Los Angeles Chargers on a one-year deal in free agency, and then they go and draft N'Kobe Dean in the third round. Addie, even if you think maybe Nicobe Dean could be a bit of an injury risk even the presence of Kaiser White had arrowed down for me for TJ Edwards for IDP in twenty twenty two.
2: Yeah. It's a shame. I mean, you know, maybe Kaiser White is just this year's Eric Wilson. Uh, I mean, that's could very well be the case, but um, yeah, it's not good for TJ Edwards. Um it's a shame. But he's you know, he's he's still worth the spot on a roster. He shouldn't be out there if you're in if you're in leagues where you have, you know, fifty Fifty man rosters, he should be on the back end yes. there for you just because he does have he does I mean, if he if he does get eighty percent of the snaps, you're looking at a guy that's gonna get ten tackles a game uh, and be a linebacker too for you. So mm-hmm. um yeah, he's 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 still fine. still rosterable.
0: Bobby, yep. great best ball target.
1: Uh TJ Edwards Oi Oi. Oi. Oi Troy Reader in uh Los Angeles. TJ
0: Edwards. It's
2: about the same and that's similar. Yeah. Um I still would probably lean Edwards as well. But
0: I don't know, man. That's tough. Get you. Because I'd rather have, I mean, if I had to sort them out, I'm probably still putting TJ Edwards as the slight favorite Mm -hmm. in, in terms of, like, my linebackers that I think would have the most points or give you the most, you know, production week to week. Uh most solid for like whatever you're chasing, I think you could find it in TJ Edwards easier than you could find it and get your reader. I but, like Tranquil better there.
1: Yeah, is Tranquil the guy? Is he gonna be there?
0: I don't I don't know that I want any of those Los Angeles I mean, Chargers linebackers. Is he gonna is
2: he uh is he their best linebacker? Yes, I think so, but is he's never been a guy that's gotten like above eighty percent of the snaps. Now maybe that's because he hadn't been able to stay healthy. Yeah. I don't um, think
0: Staley has the linebacker he wants on that roster. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd,
2: uh, Kenneth
1: Murray.
0: Yeah. Just sorry. got
2: out of uh, some type
1: of surgery. So I don't know what it's he's ankle looking like surgery, right now for OTAs.
2: Yeah. He had an ankle surgery. That's so sad. That's first is, He is. He is a leader for that team. Um, most
0: of, most of those guys think he has a podcast. You guys know that tranquil? Did mm-hmm. he? Is it called the tranquilizer? It should be. It should be. <laughs> for real. If he doesn't have a tranquilizer dart, like sponsoring the podcast.
2: Mm-hmm. What are we even doing here? Yeah. <laughs> I listened to him interview Herbert the other day. It was really good. Herbert, cool, yeah. He's a
0: cool dude. Herbert was coming on the Ringers NFL show. Really? I saw that, yeah. Herbert's a great guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, Bobbo? Also, uh, uh, shout out to the
1: time that Aaron put in the doc, uh, the Kirk Herp Street.
2: Yeah, Herp Street. <laughs> what was
1: that in reference to? I don't remember. It was a DB.
2: Something uh, about herpes. He um, was relating him to... Someone that wouldn't go away. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I wish we'll I will have to go back,
1: search through the doc history,
0: oh. and uh, and yeah. find it.
1: Arnold will find it for us.
0: So yeah, rip to T.J. Edwards as a sneaky, uh, you know, linebacker top twenty four linebacker favorite. He's out
2: there floating on RSO waivers. Did you boys see that? Did you guys? Any any thoughts cross your mind?
0: No, yeah. with guys like that, I'm just like, eh, I'll, I've got a lot of money going into the season. So if he pops and he's like playing hundred percent of snaps, and clearly the guy, I'll put in a waiver bid. Are we expecting? Nicobe Dean to have uh, much play in twenty twenty two. It depends on if he makes that a training camp. I just have a spidey sense that we're going to get that alert of like N'Kobe Dean uh, opting to have surgery after he heard a pop in his if, you know. If pec. that
2: happens, T.J. Edwards yeah. is going to be wheels all the way very back up. Very good. That's yeah. I mean it's not. I mean, there you know, there's a good chance that Edwards could be very useful again this year. So this is someone that you don't you shouldn't just discard. I mean I know they brought in it's not great the, we hate that they brought in two different linebackers but we know how fast this stuff changes yeah. We know how quickly these guys can get injured covid all this shit again we're not saying
0: these guys are not rosterable yeah. that they're there's
2: there yeah there's like 30 linebackers like yes. that who would be linebacker twos, just linebacker a threes. Slight if,
0: arrow yeah. down. TJ just just Edwards. Slight arrow is, down for
2: he's T.J. a perfect Edwards.
1: example of somebody on sleeper. You click the star. I just, I want to remember him. I want to keep him over here to the
0: side. Just put him in the queue. It's yeah. going to happen. Put him in the queue.
1: Let me read this next one. Go for it, Bobbo. So uh, the next one we have as a winner for the draft uh, after the draft is Cameron Curl. Safety there for the Washington Commanders. Curl had 99 total tackles, two tackles for loss, one sack, and fast, uh, five pass breakups in 2021. He had a 69.4 uh, percent overall PFF grade, a 67—I'm sorry, 75.6 run defense grade. I'm sorry, it's late. 82.4 tackle grade, and he had a 65.5 coverage grade. He played 85 percent of the snaps, and he had 9.1 po- points per game. And 9.08 points per game in the last three. So, I have some pretty firm uh, thoughts on Cam Curl, but I would love to hear uh, your all's take first.
0: I mean, they didn't do much to address the position, right? Yeah. So, I think that's uh, a big part of it is Landon Collins is gone. Uh, They didn't draft Kyle Hamilton. That's what I was waiting for. That seemed like the perfect landing spot for Hamilton. They go Jahan Dotson instead. So, I mean... Who who's there, Bobbo?
1: Addy can give a little credence to the offensive side of the ball, but doesn't it seem like they have a lot of Johan Dotsons right now? Yeah. Well, I mean that uh, Kyle Hamilton was already gone before it got to them, right?
0: No, Kyle, Hamilton, he was. That, now they traded back, and then See? I think the but they had an opportunity to yeah. stick in at eleven and take Kyle Hamilton at eleven. They traded back to fifteen or sixteen and took Johan Dotson. I think right after the Hamilton pick.
1: And I know he's transcendent and everything, but if you're going to play him like a linebacker, then you just take him at 11 and just take him as the best player available. I don't know, but they've still got Diami Brown. They've got maybe Cam Sims is still there. I know they've got Curtis Samuel I mean, how many of these weird little You've got intermediate Carson Wentz as your quarterback? Yeah, Why do you need? What are you expecting from Jahan Dotson this year? Yeah, it just
0: the whole situation feels weird. Uh, story came out over the weekend. The owners are counting votes to get uh, Daniel Snyder. Yeah. to have to force him to sell his team, so they're uh, they're trying to get uh, funding for a new stadium. And mm-hmm. one of the senators there was like, "I do not believe in the long term viability of the Washington Commanders franchise." Sweet, mm-hmm. so. Things in Washington, equal sign, not great right now.
1: Yeah, something that Adam talked about last year that kind of perked my ears for Cam Curl is his 80% tackle grade. Um, You may look at his overall grade or maybe look at his coverage grade. It might not be great, but when the... Old boy gets a chance to tackle. He's going to tackle you, and I don't think he had a ton of opportunities last year because they were playing Landon Collins some in the box because they had to do something with him because they're paying him so much freaking money, which that's another side note as well. I don't understand why he hasn't signed anywhere yet unless his health is maybe still in question from the foot or whatever he it was. He will. He, did he don't want to do the camp and stuff. I'd yeah, say.
2: it's that's just like, true. Eh, nah. it's a lot of these guys. It's that's Julio good call. Jones, all the. kind of surprised Pauke, the clown-y that Clowny,
0: yeah. Rob Gronk, I'm kind of supply <laughs> a surprise that uh, Jed Clown re signed with the Browns. <laughs> I know. No, I called it. Like, it. I called
1: it. I called it. Just, listening. just
0: wait. Just wait and sign God, in August. It, Bobby knew. Yeah, yeah. He, All right, right, catch out the
1: bag. He was listening.
0: But, uh, yeah, I mean, they have, you know, has here in the in the notes that curl was used all over the place, including 33% of his snaps deep. By comparison, Landon Collins only played deep on 19% of his snaps. Yeah. So what's the role then that has been vacated with Collins going out? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. that box role.
1: And didn't they draft a safety as well? I mean, I think it was a deeper IDP. I need to look up and see who that was. But um, I think what you can maybe see is a resurgence of the 2020 cam curl yeah. where Landon Collins was hurt substitute cam curl back into the box yep. and let's bump that production up i'm gonna ask you a tough question josh dynasty you want cam curl or Kari willis carrie willis wow
0: really yeah i just have more certainty e- even
1: in dynasty yeah like even after this year you're cool
0: yeah because okay. i i think there is a world in which carrie willis um has a gets a nice deal and free agency lands in a nice spot thanks like jordan whitehead that's Kari yeah willis, right? yeah i mean he's a solid safety too Okay, that I know uh, can produce when he's on the field. So, I just love watching Card play. I guess that's what makes like his skill like for me. It was Percy Butler, fourth round pick out of Louisiana at safety. I knew it wasn't shoot, like a chose. fourth
1: round is. I mean, it's not nothing. Yeah, you see that it's an issue. Took
0: him before Sam Howell, the quarterback from UNC.
1: Man, the question there is not so much about Cam Curl. I think where Cam curls. I need, I would it'd be fun to find out more where their ADP is as we get closer to like
2: when some of these drafts are being filled out. Curl's a nice value. Oh, yeah, he's, Curl's pretty deep. He's probably in that DB 20 to 30 range, yeah. right?
1: And I feel like he's more of a DB 2 to me, really. Mm-hmm. I don't know that
2: he necessarily has DB 1 upside. He's a um, DB 2 I want to draft as a I think DB he three. does. I think it definitely has DB 1 upside. I mean, like you mentioned about the usage, 2020, he played 77% of his snaps in the, in the sweet spot. Wow, that's a lot to, higher than I thought. Yep, mm-hmm. And compared to 2021, where it was 62%. But again, he probably... When Landon Collins was out there, I don't think he was playing a lot Mm -hmm. of box. I'd be curious to
0: see what that sweet spot data was in, like, the however many weeks they got out Mm -hmm. of Landon Collins in, like, a linebacker role before I think he got hurt.
2: Either way, I mean, it's going to be Cameron Curl getting all those in 2022. So, yeah, I, I do like him a lot for 2022.
1: I'm cool to move on from Ron Rivera as well. I'm about so tired of this Antonio Gibson committee bullcrap. Bobby's dying it's over here because he's up. trying to shop Gibby, you're, and Gibby's just sinking sink they, they got their Johnson Stewart. In. They yep. got their Johnson Stewart. Gibby, you've got your three-headed whatever Robin, Brian yep. Robinson, 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 J.D. McKessick. You're not paying Terry McLaurin. Listen. You bring in Carson Wentz. You, you spill the here. beans about the Washington <laughs> Commanders. You listen here,
2: Bobby. I'm, <laughs> I'm so scared right <laughs> you now. You listen here, and every Gibby owner out there. Manager, I'm sorry, guys. Don't cancel him. He's Don't drunk. cancel me. <laughs> i had some beers. Listen, you had your chance to sell when Jaden McKissick was a bill for two hours. Two and a half
0: hours. Yeah, he did. Yeah. You, you really had did. your chance. True. True. That was the you piece. had your chance, damn it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, That was was a good call. Now we're going to go into another sensitive subject here, Bobo, because Arn has, as a (laughs) (laughs) loser, uh, Ernest is not going to be saving Christmas. Uh, Ernest may be able to save his job. We'll see if he can save Christmas. Ernest Jones... 61 total tackles, one tackle for loss, two INTs, four pass breakups in a sack, 61.4 overall grade last season, 43% of snaps, including seven games started, 10.1 points per game, but 12.7. Points per game in his last three games. And I'm just going to read this blurb from Aaron because this is great. If I'm not back next week, send the police to Bobby Reynolds' Mm -hmm. house because he would have done me (laughs) in Mm -hmm. for trying to slam the brakes on the Ernest Jones hype train. I will caveat, this is to be reviewed at the end of the season because even though Wagner doesn't have a proper out in his contract until the end of 2024, the Rams have shown they're not afraid to eat dead money, and I don't know if Wagner has two elite years left. Jones was a solid fantasy producer late in the season, but he was only competing against Troy Reader for snaps. I'm more worried about how well he will fare against one of the top three linebackers to play in the last decade. Mm. Bobo, mm. your rebuttal here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just, just concerned. Just started, I st- Spill the tea. Mm-hmm. Started the uh, podcast off calling R yeah. the A number one.
0: You are now the B number one. Yeah.
1: We're going gonna, gonna to renegotiate me a little, your salary. Give me a little plane flight tonight. Have a little conversation with a you tomorrow flight. morning.
0: You still think he Arne. lives in Australia, I think.
1: Oh, we're going to find where he you lives. You're a good name, mate, dean.
0: Yeah, we're going to find you. Get you hit get you with a didgeridoo. It sounds like Aaron <laughs> put, put,
1: like put him in the losers and then threw his own little uh,
0: spin on it. He was just trying said, to not piss Wait you a minute.
1: Off. Hold on now. Ernest might be a bye.
0: I have seen your tweets retweeting like Bobby Wagner and Ernest Jones yeah. pictures what? from camp.
1: Hey, let's, let's be honest, though. Wagner knows he's not 21 years old. You know Wagner's on the he's on the back end. He's on the he's, he's a, in the back nine of his career. He's a, he getting in the short rows, if you know what I mean. Shout out Lauren. Old farmer Lauren, he gets it. He knows what I mean.
0: Lauren's just sitting on his couch, just <laughs> nodding his head right now. But
1: seriously, though, Ernest Jones played well last year. Go back and listen to our podcast with Nate Tice. Nate Tice talks about how good Ernest Jones played Great in the
0: Super Bowl. Great friend of the show. Best
1: friend of the show. <laughs> we'll
0: see an in Indy at the Combine. That's right. Nate. Indy got Nate. the Combine. We will be there in 2023. And Greg Rosenthal and Airbnb yeah, together. Yeah, we'll be reaching out to you, Greg. All of you. you know we you're listening, to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> wait, did you say can't wait, wait to have sex with you guys? <laughs> I thought you said can't wait to see you guys, but then I thought I heard an X thrown in there. Yes, yeah. He slid it in. Sleep with he you. He slid it in. I didn't say sleep. Long beds. <laughs> spoon in. As long as you'll be the little spoon. Nate Tice is like hey, six foot three. Hey, you don't really know someone until you lay down with them. <laughs> lay down. I truly believe that. Nate's like just quietly <laughs> sobbing as the big spoon. All right, sorry. We didn't mean to derail your Ernest Jones hype train. Oh, man. I don't even know where I was going with that. I don't know. I
1: just still like Ernest Jones. I don't think he's quite a loser yet. If you've got a deep league, hold on to him. I think he's going to have some relevance. Now, I mean, where's he going to be drafted now that Wagner's there? You talk about, like, redraft leagues. He's going to be stupid deep. Oh, he's probably not going to get drafted.
0: Yeah, yeah. Probably Probably out there on waivers.
1: Especially, you know, Joe, love, uh, uh, what is it, um, um, oh, my gosh. Uh, John McCree? What's his Jahan, name? Jahan uh, McCree. Jordan. Yeah, with a uh, Pro Football Network. Pro Football Reference. There you go. <laughs> but um, anyways, PFR. I love the, uh, the little tweet he came out with last week. And it, it's accurate that the Rams play the single most uh, single linebacker of any team in the NFL. So do we think that they're going to all of a sudden change to roll out Bobby Wagner and Ernest Jones? Probably not. But I do think Ernest Jones is going to have more relevance, maybe not for IDP, but he's going to play more than people think probably in 2022.
0: I'm hold if I have him in dynasty, I'm just gonna hold him. Yeah. I'm not drafting him in redraft, though. Sure. Uh, maybe you snatch him up if B Wags goes down with an injury, you're like, that's your top waiver priority for the week, right? But dear
1: God, that's such a valuable role. Yep. This the linebacker for the Los Angeles Rams is so good. We I mean, how many years now have we talked about? Kenny Young. I mean, we don't have to even talk about him because we talk about him just to ad nauseum. But, um, oh my gosh, the linebacker for the Los He's Angeles. It's the, I mean, the same story.
2: The it, literally, like I said, there's thirty of them because it's all the backups. If any of the starters get hurt, it's why yeah. it's like it's why that finish stuff is not really important to us because yeah. that is just a stat of who stayed the most healthy all, all year long. Hundred percent. Yep. Don't care.
0: It's not super predictive because it doesn't take injury into account, right? Right. Yeah. If you're just going top 12, there may be guys outside the top 50 or 60 that miss most yep. of the season that you should be drafting inside your top 12. What
1: LB2 are you comfortable with Ernest Jones over? What about Bobby Okereke? No. What about Dre Greenlaw? No.
0: I mean, I'm not drafting Ernest. I'm just not. I'm not taking – again. He would be a top waiver priority for me, but yeah. otherwise, no you're thank you. are starring him on the waivers. So. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I want to
2: keep this guy in mind. He's in there with all with the T.J. Edwards and the uh, all those types, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Aziz Alshier. Bobby's upset right now. No,
1: I'm just trying to think of a way that they're going to use Ernest Jones. Because, I mean, last year we got thrown the curveball with Jalen Ramsey. All of a sudden, not be the shadow corner anymore. And we're going to bring you inside and play you in the box, essentially, is what Jalen Ramsey did. And I think we'll see a lot of that again this year because um, Troy Hill is back for the Rams, and then uh, Deontay Dion maybe is still there, and he's played okay. Jordan Fuller should be healthy. Taylor Rapp should be back as well. Their line is going to be about the same, minus Vaughn Miller. Um, I don't know.
2: I I don't disagree. I mean, you know, these things change, and sometimes scheme is determined by personnel. And personnel, I would have to think that Ernest Jones has to be one of their top guys. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So here's yep. I was just looking it up to see, okay, the last time they had right the dominant linebacker who's not even on Bobby Wagner's level, Corey Littleton, 2019, mm-hmm. played the most snaps for the Los Angeles Rams, 93.77% of snaps. The next closest guy was Dante Fowler, who I don't think plays the same type of position yeah. Yeah. that Ernest does. The next guy after that, Clay Matthews, same kind of deal, edge guy, 55%. Sebson Samson Ebukam Edge is he, okay. So there you go. He was next at fifty point nine nine, and the next linebacker was Troy Reader at twenty six point nine percent. There you go. So if you want to have a realistic expectation of what can we expect if Bobby Wagner's playing ninety five percent of snaps, thirty percent is that a fair over under for Ernest Jones? Oh, I'll take the over. Ernest Jones was a green dot
1: some last year.
0: What? Give me a. Percentage snaps, end of season. Let's assume he stays healthy. There's no injury concerns. I'll take will take
1: over what he played last year.
0: Which was what? 43%. For, so do you think can he get to 50% of snaps?
1: I don't know. That's a lot.
0: 45.
2: We'll say 45.
0: 45. You're not I, drafting 40 You're not drafting mm-hmm, that no. guy, though. That's the thing. You can't. No. It, even in the best case scenario, I'm never I'm not going to roster a 45% of snaps guy.
2: And unfortunately in Dynasty, he did lose a ton of value.
1: Would you rather Roster: Ernest Jones or Chad Muma? Chad Muma. Muma. Woo! Yeah. I'm holding on to Ernest Jones, and I know there's the unknown of Jacksonville. I get that, but man, the profitability that is the linebacker in Los Angeles is p- pretty pretty primo. All right, let's switch it's to, to
0: a winner, Addy. This is. I feel like these next two guys here aren't just put in the dock to make Bobby mad to make mm. Adam happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who's the next guy on our list here? Arizona Cardinals linebacker that we were pretty excited about last offseason. Ooh, Mr. Hashtag Zayven season. I did love that Nate likes the uh, bat signal tweet that I put out with the hashtag. Yeah. He remembers. We're probably close to mute or block from him. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, Zayvins Collins.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, you know, did not do what we wanted to last year, but um, the GM is a liar. I mean, what can you do about that? He lied to all you, of us. What else can you do? Um, he's not a good person. Clearly, I think he's had some, uh, you know, some issues in the past. Got
1: some demons, (laughs) right? I think there's some real seriousness to that joke. I'm tired of com.
2: Right,
0: he's got some issues. But they re-signed him. They gave him these extensions. I will say, shout out other friend of the show, Greg Rosenthal, was like said on the podcast recently around the NFL. I could see the Cardinals bottoming out, winning five games, and clearing house, starting over completely. I mean, how many? And years? I had mentioned that on the podcast. Like, can't you see the yeah. Cardinals winning four or five games and just firing everyone? And yes, Con, Con I could. Con this, Con this week's like, yeah,
1: we're getting the deal done with uh, Kyler this summer. It's like, really? Are you though? Because y'all seem still pretty far apart.
2: Yeah. And you know, I mean, Kyler pretty much
0: is holding that team up
2: right yeah. now. I mean, there's not a ton of talent out there. On
0: I would be a little worried to to hitch my wagon to a Kyler Murray. I would much rather looking at the guys that are needing new contracts, I would much rather hitch to Lamar Jackson. Just because
2: you don't you don't
0: trust Kyler long term? I I just wonder is good. I just worry why has this team faded down the stretch two years in a row? Why has the offense really fallen off a cliff? Why did you get your doors blown off? Why did it seem like there was no fight? I, I've liked what I've seen in flashes, but falling when, off
2: a cliff. And like, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On, well done.
0: Now, if you want to talk about the thing that's holding that team back, it's Cliff Kingsbury. Right? Yeah, that's. I would love to see Kyler in another offense, but mm. doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Short of you know uh, them bottoming out this season, which I think is entirely possible. They
1: still have a first rounder next
0: year. You know, and next year's supposed to be a pretty good little quarterback draft. I'm just saying, don't rule it out. Don't be surprised if they're the, the the playoff team from 2021 picking in the top five of the next year's draft. I'm right there with you, Josh.
1: I, I The NFC West, I know Rosenthal uh, saw his, uh, it's just a Greg Rosenthal episode apparently today, but I, I read uh, his little starting, uh, starting rosters for all the NFC West the other day, and I'm just going through thinking, man, the Seahawks are going to suck. Wow, the Cardinals could really suck. Yep. Oh my gosh, this 49ers could be terrible. I don't know, the NFC West is just not what it used to be, at least you know three or four years ago.
0: Yeah, so the good news, even if the two tall trees was a lie straight from the pits of hell, who do they bring in to replace Jordan Hicks? Nick Vigil. Yeah. So, um, And if we follow the Isaiah Simmons model, 34% of snaps as a rookie, 92% in his second year, I think Collins should be in a huge jump. We know John Macri's a fan, put out a great tweet earlier this offseason about saving season. It's coming, Addy. We yeah. just have to be patient.
2: Yeah, it's here. It's uh it's gonna happen.
0: He's gonna probably eat this year. Yes.
2: I mean, we're we're he's someone that could easily be like a fourteen to fifteen points per game score for us. That's linebacker one status. Um yeah, I'm I'm expecting it. Uh I think we're gonna see it. Big I think. The-
1: those linebackers are going to have a lot of opportunity for some tackles. Hell Chandler yeah. Jones is gone. Yep. Now you're rolling out Gardek and um, Marcus Golden.
2: Marcus Golden, a bunch of rookies. They took yeah. Cameron J-J-J Thomas, Thomas yeah. and My J Sanders.
1: On the interior, who do they have? Jordan Phillips.
2: He may be gone.
1: I don't know. I just feel like these linebackers are going to...
2: Uh, Zach Allen's there still. But, yeah, nothing nothing of note. Gosh, you know?
1: please play Zayven Collins and Isaiah Simmons, and let's just see what they can do together they in have actual to. games. Yeah, Jordan
2: Phillips is with the Buffalo Bills. They now. have to. They have, to. Back they have to, to, to play both of them.
1: He went back to them. That's where mm-hmm. he was, wasn't it? I um, think so, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, he came from there. So,
0: um, next loser on the list here, fellas, uh, Charles Harris. 52 pressure, 7.5 sacks. overall grade on 76% of snaps, 10.6 points per game, but only 4.08 points per game game in his last three games. He started last year with a bang and then proceeded to have a six-game stretch without double-digit points. He also would have left an awful taste in manager's mouth at the end of the year, averaging 23.65 points per game across weeks 13 through 15, and then putting up 3.88 points per game in the semis and finals weeks. So he really let you down when it counted, Mm Bobbo. He also didn't have a lot of competition for snaps. That is about to change. Enter arguably the best player in the draft, Aiden Hutchinson, at the second overall pick. UK's own Josh Pascal in the second round, and Romeo Aquara returning from injury. Charles Harris had nine games last season with 80% or more of snaps. Don't be surprised if that clocks in at zero this year, Bobbo.
1: Wow. That's pretty bold, Arn. Pretty bold. Charles Harris.
0: Reinforcements are coming.
1: I think Charles Harris could see some early. uh, I, I don't disagree with this. I think he could see some maybe early season snaps, but he could be a... Let him boom and trade him type of guy. Because I mean, Arn's right. Aiden Hutchinson's gonna play. Um, Josh Pascal in his own right is a is a pretty decent player. Um Romeo Aquara, whatever, Julian Aquara, whatever. Um, they're both fine. But Charles Harris is a sale. I mean, I, I understand how this could be seen as him being a loser, but I do still
2: like Charles
0: Harris. He has Charles Harris in RSO. I, do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do. He's, a,
2: he's, a, he's like a six to eight sack type, you know, yeah. sack guy on the year. I, I think
0: mean, Bob was right. Like, hold him, hope week one that maybe like Josh Pascal or somebody's not quite ready to roll out yeah, yet. Yeah. So I, Charles Harris gets 75% of snaps. No, I
2: think he's still fine. I think he's still fine for 2022. Um, I don't think Pascal's going to be ready. I mean, they did give Charles Harris like a two year, $14 million deal. That is true. I mean, they they're going to use him um people forget Charles Harris was a former first round pick mm-hmm. this guy does have talent 26 um, i think yeah so um yeah i think they'll still let him let him get out there and, and get 50 to 60% of the snaps uh and that can that can easily work out to you know a, a edge 3 for your team
0: that feels like a nice flex play mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. i'm fine F- slot him slot him in the flex maybe week 1 see if he can get a sack you know, pump his his points, and then, like you said, Babo, just try to offload him.
2: Consistency wise, he had eleven games under uh, ten points, and then he had six games over ten points. Um, he touched thirty points once, uh, and he got over twenty points
0: twice. There you go. So you the know, ceiling is there. Yeah, he can have some. He can have some weeks for you. And like we said, that was in the first. Uh, stretch of like the fantasy playoffs. The yeah, he had a, I remember he had a monster. Yeah, Poops the bed, comes semis and championship week. Yeah, that's how it goes. So, Addy, another little uh I feel like this is a little just kind of nugget thrown out your way here. Uh Joe Tryon Shoyinka. Tell us about old Joe. What's uh why do we have him classified as a winner?
2: Okay, so yeah, I mean if you drafted Joe Tryon in your rookie drafts last year, chances are you weren't expecting him to be a starter, um, not for Tampa Bay, nor your own fantasy team. He was a taxi squad, darling. Um, however, he did show flashes of, of, of what we wanted in games that JPP missed, like week four versus the Patriots, where he exploded for 27.8 points. I remember that game percent of snaps. very well. Yeah. Um, JPP hasn't re-signed with the Bucks at uh, at this point. Um, and even if he did... You know, JJ uh, JPP was a shell of himself last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think it matters much. It's it's Joe Tryon's season there, um, and he's in a prime position to capitalize on a whole lot of opportunity
0: and athleticism. Dude is an athletic freak. Uh, yep. They, I think they. Did they moved back into the first, or they may have just stayed where they were at the end of the first in last year's draft and taken Tryon Shoyinka. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't remember what they did there. I don't remember if they had a trade. But that was not a pick that I think a lot of people. I had. think they were just there because they. Yeah, they I think come they were. Si- yeah, they were sitting there at thirty-two. Right, he was yeah. probably the last pick of the first round. Yep. Because Shaq
1: Barrett had had a pretty awesome year. Wasn't oh, yeah. that his big sack year?
0: Yeah. Um, that off season, I think he signed the big extension. Mm-hmm.
1: He had led the league, I think, maybe in sacks that year. That might have <laughs> been
0: 2020.
1: Yeah, maybe you're right.
0: So, yeah, coming into the 2021 draft. I think, yeah, that would have been right.
1: It did seem like a rich pick, though, because it did seem like they had several uh, several. uh But it turns out, you linemen. know,
2: JPP, done.
0: gone. Yeah. 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 Fell off a cliff, gone, still hasn't re-signed. That stuff
1: changes fast. I remember when uh, Dallas drafted CeeDee Lamb, and it was like, wow, Gallup, Lamb, and Amari. Yeah. Two years later, it's like, wow, Gallup's got a torn ACL, and Amari's in Cleveland. Exactly right. That stuff changes so quickly.
0: So another loser here. This is one we touched on in the draft live stream. Addie was very upset. His beloved Minnesota Vikings. Mm. Cameron Bynum, 28 total tackles, one TFL, one INT, one sack, and three pass breakups. On 21% of snaps, three games started, 8.9 points per game, but 16.28 oh, points per game elite. in his three stars. Can we please all stand and say cheers to our brother, Addy, for the birth of his second child? Congratulations, Addy. And while standing, please take your drinks and pour one out for the homie and his Bynum season take. This one hurts. This one hurts, Addy. This is always projection based pretty much on the three-game sample size now in which he played brilliantly. But the Vikings obviously thought the 2021 fourth-rounder wasn't everything they had wanted as they drafted Georgia wrecking ball Lewis scene in the first round. Bynum will still have a role, just not the one that we all had hoped for yet. So you've had some time to sit on this since the draft, Addy. Do you think Bynum still has relevance alongside Harrison Smith, or is it fully Lewis scene season? Yeah, it's
2: Lewis scene season. Um, Not until Harrison Smith hangs it up. Or, you know, maybe Minnesota blows it up after this year. I mean, he's still going to be, I think, a valuable piece for a contender out there. So Harrison Smith could easily be on the move. I think that's what you're hoping if you're a Cameron Bynum fan. Um, But, it's, I mean, yeah, you're probably going to have to just wait a little bit for Bynum. Um but it's not good for him. It's not good for right now. But yeah. you know, he's gonna be out there for you to pick up now. You are want. you are you drafting
0: him or are you just letting him
2: sit no, on waivers? No, I'm not gonna draft him. He's out there on, on all waivers pretty much for the most part now. I mean in, in the leagues where I have him I'll just I'll just I'll keep him. Yeah. And those leagues where we have like sixty guys, he can yeah. but even so he's kinda clogging the roster at this point. I mean mm-hmm. I know he's someone that I know I can drop and still be there. Uh, so I'd say most people are going to be in that same situation. This is someone you just have to keep followed away for when Harrison Smith changes teams. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think, then, he's
0: a, I think he's a drop right now because yeah. I think you're right. I think he is a roster clogger. Mm-hmm. I'd rather take a guy in maybe a nebulous situation who has a path to There's relevance. There's a lot of good
2: safeties out there. There is, yeah.
0: I mean, it's, you, no, it's, no reason to hold on to a yeah, guy like Bynum at this point. It's tough to wait on somebody like that.
1: New coaching staff, though. I agree. The inevitable blow-up of the Vikings could happen. It's coming. Yeah. Same
2: thing with, like, Austin. Awesome. I know people are like, oh, Jordan Hicks there, and that's yeah. fine. He'll be fine for 2022, but Austin is going to get his shot some, some mm-hmm. at some point. Even, you know, potentially Eric Kendricks. Same mm-hmm. thing. All those guys, Hunter, Kendricks, Harrison Smith, all those guys should be trade candidates. I mean, if the Vikings – GM is doing his job right. He should have those guys on the block right now.
1: Yeah, none of them are in primo years. I mean, no. really, even Hunter's They're
0: all old. over the heel.
2: Yeah. He's still kind of close to the peak, but, you know, he's you on can, the back yeah. side. You can, you, yeah, you need to cash out. Especially
0: now. Harrison Smith and Eric Kendricks. Mm-hmm. You notice they invested pretty high picks yeah. in those two positions, presumably because they know those guys are, you know, closing in on the 17th and 18th hole of their career.
2: But yeah, I think they know that what they have in bottom is a good player. I mean, I think he, yes. we have it on tape. We he showed us that he's a good player. Yep. Like we we saw it. So, uh, ex- I do expect Harrison Smith to move on at some point. You just is it going to be a year? Is it two years? I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Eddie. This next one's we're balancing it out here, right? Heartbreak meets. Bring him, bring him up. That's right. We're gonna raise you back from the depth that the depths here hey, with boys. your hey, boys. I was down. Two. I was low. I was at my lowest. <laughs> Drink you another beer. Uh, <laughs> Yitor Gross Matos, or Big Eats, as he's known in the IDP show towers. Twelve pressures. Three and a half sacks. Eleven point five pass rush win weight. Win weight. overall grade, 38% snap count, 6.7 points per game, but 16.38 points per game in his last three games, Addy. Um, This is a slow burn position. We've mentioned this. Edge, defensive tackle. These guys take two to three years to fully break out. There are exceptions to that rule. Of course, uh, Hassan Reddick has moved on to greener pastures and that leaves the starting role opposite Brian Burns' prime for the taking. Now, we're not saying Big Yeats is a top-five dynasty asset, but he should hopefully, Addy, make the leap from taxi squad, bottom-of-the-bench guy, to someone that you personally would be comfortable plugging in on a weekly basis.
2: Yeah, I mean, the hope is that he's now like a edge two or three type, right? um and with the opportunity he's going to get he has a good chance to to be that just based on volume um yeah i like gross matos i mean i, I think that um i think he's i mean he doesn't have the you know the pressures and the 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 pass rush win rate those aren't really what we're looking for but again he hasn't really had the opportunity um hasn't really been in the best situation all that changes for him now. Now he gets a real shot. He's he's in that third year. Um, I'm optimistic. I mean, we, I love that that 17 points per game over his last three. That's what we're clinging on to. We're clinging on to
0: stuff like that. A little bit of an uptick at the end of the season. We yep. like that. Yep. So same coaching staff is there. Will they be there after week four? We'll yeah. see.
2: Yeah. And he's not. He's not expensive. I mean, this is a guy yes. in startups. You're still going to be able to get him as like. Uh, on sleeper, he was probably going like DL 40 to 50. He's in that range. I mean, so you're not at was probably the one who took him. I uh, was yeah. the guy taking yeah. him. So yeah, he, he probably was actually like DL 60. I was overdrafting <laughs> the guy. Um, but he's going to get opportunity. I mean, and he still is young. He still was like, what was he? A, was he a first round pick? Uh, yeah. I think so for at, at worst, he was a second round pick
1: second round thirty eighth selection. So he was just outside, the just
2: first outside, outside of the of first. There you go. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's, uh, this is his year to to prove you know to prove what he is, and uh, I'm going to be here for it,
0: Bobo. That's what we like—guys mm-hmm. that you don't have to pay a lot for that the team did not look to replace in the draft or free agency. Yeah, and now they have their opportunity.
1: I mean, I've taken Adams, you know, word and and gone and grabbed Yeats in a couple of the leagues where people are just throwing him away. I mean, they're just you know, just throwing him back to waivers, and you know, I'll I'll, I'll go grab a guy like this. Second round draft capital for an edge, you got to give it more than just a year. It's gonna take. It's gonna take two or three. It's a slow burn. Six, five, 259 out of Penn State. That is a big dude. Yeah, man. And that's a primo position. You look at Hassan Reddick. Exactly what Aaron said. Um, Hassan Reddick off of like a twelve sack season. Now he did regress a little bit towards the end of the year, but that's when we started to coincide and see say, Yeats what, with the uh, Geats rise right incline. There. So yeah, man, he could be a nice little surprise. The end three for you, three and four for you this yeah. year. And that's that's – you're going to need that. If you play real IDP like we do, that's a that's a serviceable position. You're going to need to know who your Gross Matos
0: is. That's right. So let's wrap things up, gentlemen, with a little bit of news. We mentioned that Deion Jones shoulder surgery out for the rest of the offseason. And, boys – Who was on that story first, by the way? Now, do you think – I think this – The Deion Jones
2: stuff. PFF Addy.
0: I thought – this I said. This felt like the Jimmy G situation. Oh, you guys want to like trade me or cut me? I'm just gonna go get surgery now and muddy up your plans. My shoulder hurts. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go under the knife. Was that your tweet today? An owie? Yes, an owie. <laughs> I have an owie now. How about that? How about that? I thought you meant an outie, like so, I was talking belly button. No, no button. not yeah, not any or an outie. Um, what if your belly button
2: your uh, thing fell off, boys? Oh, that's always. <laughs> I the will best, say that,
0: and let's just bless you. <laughs>
2: The dog may it.
0: Oh, ew, <laughs> gross! I'm just
2: kidding. I don't know. I, I don't know. What if that. your
0: belly button stops right at your belly? Mm-hmm. Is it? It's not an any, It's not an outie. Is it just a midi?
1: Mm-hmm. A midi. Yeah, I like that.
0: Oh, that's so beautiful. count. So the Falcons' linebacker situation was already pretty gross. They brought in Rashawn Evans. You had Dion Jones and Michael Walker there. I totally forgot they signed Nick Kwiatkowski. Mm-hmm. Then drafted. Troy, Troy Anderson. Anderson. Mm-hmm. Now, how? Let's Run all just. Five. The, you can argue whether the existing guys that were there and Walker and Jones and Evans were losers based on them bringing in Nick Quitkowski, based on them drafting Troy Anderson. But now with the Deion Jones news, is Michael Walker the guy that you want there? Is that the. Or do you just say, and no, thank you? I'm just going to go somewhere else with my linebackers. I mean,
2: the guy you want there is Troy Anderson. Bingo! Oh, yeah. I mean, is Troy Anderson going to be productive for us in 2022? Maybe that's not.
0: The, that, we should point out, that's the dynasty answer. Yeah. Yes,
2: dynasty, of course. Uh, for 2022, I do like Michael, And I, and we're it's Deion Jones until he moves. I mean, if Deion Jones is there.
0: The rumblings, that's what you were on. I think even with the shoulder surgery, I still don't know that he's on this team. Dion knows Come he's going to play a lot this year. Yep.
1: You're going to roll out Marcus Mariota and uh, Cordero Patterson? Exactly right. Bro, going to be on the field
2: a ton. And that's the argument for Deion Jones. I'm not sure this is a Jalen Smith, Zach Cunningham situation. Yeah. I think Deion Jones may still be actually good. Um, mm-hmm. I think he was very uninspired on that Atlanta team. Um, and I think some team was going to look at him and maybe try and take a, a shot on him. And
1: you had a dude trying to get a payday in foyer. Yeah. Trying just, to show out.
0: <laughs> I pictured Deion Jones – getting ready to come out of the tunnel. You know, guys are, like, getting hyped up. There's the sparks and the crowd's going wild, and he's just like, (sighs) okay. Here we go, yeah. Ooh, dirty go. birds. yeah. Ooh. Let's go. It's good to see you guys. Thank you for coming. Oh, we're at like seventy percent capacity. Yeah, Sweet, what a cool, cool. stadium. Yeah. yeah, it's so dark Look at In Megatron's butthole up turn there. turn the lights on. You <laughs> save some money. Foyer, oh yeah. Dude's gonna make like a bajillion dollars. Hey, Foyer, enjoy good to see you, Yeah, you
1: get that tackle, Foyer. I'm tired. Right, bro. Watch out for
0: Chad. Oh, and Devin too. <laughs> Foyer, enjoy that. <laughs> Jacksonville. So anyways, Urban. I think that is the right take. I think Deion Jones still has value for this year. I, I agree. I don't think he's washed up. You know the best take of last year? Suburban Meyer. Suburban Meyer. Thank Good. you very much. Good, Good call, Josh. I was on that one. I was on Micah Parsons as the LB one, and Urban Meyer might not even make it the full season. If Micah Parsons one wasn't that tough, LB1, though, was not a little, Josh, little Josh, ballsy. Josh. Rookie LB1, or you said the LB1? I said I could see a like he did. Darius Leonard-type LB1 hey, season. Yeah. How
2: many Michael Parsons chairs you got, Josh?
0: <laughs> not enough. Not enough, sadly. So, the camera's not on, Addy. Um It died. Hey, it
2: was really? holding up a zero, folks. <laughs> Big old donut.
0: So, Bobby, do you mm. want anything to do with these Falcons linebackers? Mm. This situation feels. You're this may gonna, be the grossest linebacker situation in the league right now. For
1: 2022, you want Michael Walker because they're gonna play a ton of freaking defense. I mean, that team's gonna be
2: bad, right? Is Michael Walker the safest? Like, he's the one that's like, okay, this guy's. We don't know about Deion Jones. Yeah. We don't think Troy Anderson's ready. Yeah. Uh, Nick Quick is special teams guy. Sean Evans is not that guy. When I asked
0: John about Sean that, Evans, maybe he said eh. they need guys to play special teams. About <laughs> Nick Quick, I was like, okay, fine, dropping this guy. You're not, thinking, you're, not you're not thinking. I don't know where that one is. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. sorry. I think we're still on the. Uh, we're still on the. Yeah. It's just all sugar days. No. Yeah. It's like, do you want. Uh, I like the way you move. I think I got that on there. Indian right, man, please. I'm not going to look for it and let you guys watch me and have a bunch of dead air. No,
1: I don't know. Pfft, gross. Michael like- Walker is the answer. Yeah. Uh, Deion Jones,
0: can he be traded? Mm, I don't think anybody's trading for him now with the shoulder. I think they're yeah. just going to
2: end up getting uh, cutting him. Yeah, the that that kind of sunk his value a little bit. The shoulder stuff.
1: You think it's serious though? Like it's a like it's a real shoulder. It's not like a, it kept ah. people from from trading for Jimmy G. But I'm saying you don't think he's bringing it up at this timing, just because of ah y'all drafted for
0: Anderson. It's weird. Yeah. I think you know in March if you need shoulder surgery. If you're Debo though, I mean you want to get out of there, right? You don't want to be around Debo. For this that's that's,
2: that's oh, his oh
1: yeah 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 good call.
2: Good call. Yeah. Okay, so here you go, Bobby. That's you're true. He's that's the that's other Debo. Trust me. You're, you're not, not that, that
1: guy. guy. Wow. So, uh, Deion Jones.
2: Say, that dude stinks, baby. That's
1: Nick Quickhouse. That, thank you, Joshy. So, Deion Jones is the uh, IDP uh, Debo.
2: Yes. Like, eh, I got I both Adebos on the on the team. I,
0: I I think uh, this was a little bit of a dirty play by Dion. I think because yep. what what you've been doing, Dion? Mike what you've been doing that you realize you need a so- shoulder surgery right now? Mm-hmm. How did Thomas. you not know this? Yeah, it is right? a
2: little. It's a little not good. Not what you want from a leader of your team.
0: Um, I think I think what this was. This seemed like to me, and I could be totally misreading this. I think he wanted them to cut him. I think you wanted to tank his trade value. I think you wanted to be able to get cut and then pick the team that he went and played for. That's kind of how I'm reading this. I don't know why else you have shoulder surgery almost at the start of June. Yeah,
2: yeah, it'll probably work too. I mean, if he's going to get to choose where he, where he lands, that's going to be nice for somebody. Because
0: if he was healthy, I think maybe they get a seventh round pick. Something, yeah. you know, even if it's a 20, seventh round pick, they could have got something for Deion Jones. Let's look at
2: Deion Jones because his grades did really fall off this last year. Um Both those guys graded like very, very bad, right? Yeah, they were not good. But I think Deion was normally someone that was okay. Yeah, so God, Deion Jones was 34.6 overall PFF grade, 33.6 coverage grade uh in 2021. Let's look and see what he's done for his career. He went way down, didn't he? So, for his career, he's basically been a pretty solid grader. I mean, 2020, 68.7, 2019, 76.6, 2018, 73.7, 2017, 87.3, 2016, 65.8. So, So, last
0: year, he was just like, nah. I think so. (laughs) I'm I'm good. I think that's what you need to.
2: I mean, that's why I didn't think, I, I said, I don't think it's Collins or, uh, Cunningham and um, Jalen Smith. I think this guy was just uninspired and kind of in a bad situation. I'm willing to give him another chance. Um, you cut the PFF grade in half in a year. <laughs> That's <laughs> something's
0: yeah. going on. You didn't just get really bad at football yeah. in one year. He was setting himself up. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm he's, getting.
2: He knew what he I'm was doing. I'm getting the hell out of here, Dion. You yeah. knew what you was doing, it's Dion. Bad
0: heart, Dion. He's still looking at the mic. Yeah. He's still looking at the camera. Yeah, It's, it's not it's on, on. <laughs> the mic.
2: Uh, it's 11.38. You fricked up trying to make me look bad.
0: <laughs> see fricked, what you get? You fricked up. <laughs> fricked up bad. I missed you, Addie. I'm glad you're back. Uh, it's good Thanks to for have having you
2: me back. Boys. Thank yeah, for
0: it's me. good. Yeah. Now, will you be back next week? We'll see. We'll, we'll see better. You're doing your contract. Adam. Yeah. She gave me one one last sold. She <laughs> gave me one last one. I got a park mammoth. I just got a. I got a standing residency there now. I'm going to be up there on, on Tuesday night. Yeah, I am a member a member of Park Man. <laughs> I love the draft. Uh, so uh, this was a good episode, fellas. We should mention. Good. It was, yeah, it was a solid. What did, uh, we, 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 we'll judge that based on the numbies. That's all that matters to us is the numbies. I did miss the numbies guy. <laughs> It's all about the numbies. That's all that matters. So we'll uh got a banger coming for y'all next week. We should mention it again. Check it out if you haven't already. The Twenty bucks goes live June first, and we'll have a very special episode dropping late Tuesday night, early Wednesday. Top 24 Dynasty Linebackers, mm. which up until about a month ago was one of our top five episodes all time. Let's so we go. know y'all like some linebackers.
2: Nummies!
0: can wait to see where D.N. Jones is! In the he, top was, he was in your top 24, so I told arn I was like, why don't we pull some of the guys from the 25, 26. He's likely going to be heading out of it. Yeah, I'd we got to probably adjust adios. a little bit.
2: Mm. He's he's not going to be too far down, but we're probably looking at Deion Jones in that LB twenty to thirty range now.
1: Deion guys. Jones out, Ernest Jones
0: sliding <laughs> in. <laughs> Bobby's just going to keep keep pounding this drum that's getting slowly and slowly <laughs> smaller. We're just a little. <laughs> little monkey, yeah, yeah a little monkey drum. You
2: can be Troy Anderson sliding yeah. in there, Bob.
0: <laughs> Troy, I thought you were gonna say Troy Reader. I was like, we to be
2: Troy read.
0: Yeah, we're fully off the rails at this point. Mm-hmm. So, Addy, good to have you back, hon. And uh, we look forward to uh, coming back at y'all next week. And the wheel just keeps on turning. But again, one more time for the folks in the back, TheIDPDraftKit.com. We're really proud of this. We we mm-hmm. put a lot of of time and effort into this, like you said, Addy, we're not going to put out junk. Listen, I don't care if this
2: isn't humble or not. I'm one of the best rankers out there. Mm -hmm. And we got got some of the best people in IDP working on this thing. Mm. Uh, It's good shit. It's good shit. Yeah, Bobby. You don't want to say- dominate
0: if you don't want to stun on your <laughs> league mates. I don't. Don't stun on them, people. <laughs> stun on them, Bobby. I mean, Addie's at least top twelve. Yeah, people need to realize too. <laughs> top twelve ranker. The ranks on our uh, the ranks
1: on our website are going away. So That's right. They're going in the draft kit. They're yeah. away.
2: They're away now. They will not be back until the
0: season starts. So I know
2: you guys love that shit. I know you guys are in there all the time. But those are gone. Get and you re- a draft <laughs> kit. That's twenty twenty two. Twenty bucks. Come on, twenty, 20 bucks. bucks. Come on.
0: Yeah. Help us out, yeah. If you like the that show, that is like two combo us. meals from Canes. That'll pay for this new table. <laughs> Fast it's, food has gotten expensive. Yeah. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. <laughs> it's outrageous. Breakfast at Chick Fil A now is legitimate, like eleven dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, nope, <laughs> no thank you. I'm like, yep, <laughs> yeah, <I> keep <laughs> pouring it. Down. Down. Yeah, give me number two as well. <laughs> That's right. Might as well just pour it <laughs> in. You can fall every
2: seven years.
0: <laughs> all right, we're gonna get out of here because uh, I think we all need to go to bed. I know Addy does uh, with a. With the newborn. No, the
2: it's, it's, I'm about to go home and watch him for a little bit. So, All right. I will uh, we'll listen to the episode. Play a little Madden. Be a little yeah. buzzed. Hopefully he's okay. <laughs> Hopefully he's okay.
0: <laughs> Hopefully he's breathing. But uh, we'll let uh, Sugar Daisy take y'all out. And until next week, y'all take care. We'll see you soon.